I just did. Hey, what a coincidence. I just pressed record also. It's like we're recording a subscriber episode. I know. And if Hello, you're listening to this... subscribers. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Christian. See, if you listen to Hello, this, I did subscribers. Didn't... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Christian. If you're listening to this, I didn't... Oh, Hello, subscribers. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Christian. <laughs> if you're listening to this, I haven't killed Andres or Corey yet. How can you? We're recording remotely. Uh, that's true. I was going to say, if you're listening to this... Andres and Corey agreed to let me do another scary story episode, which was dumb of them. But here we are. We didn't agree. There is literally a gun held to our head. Yep. And it's painted origin black for Halloween. That's right. Spooky. Yep. So for those of you out there, I'm blinking twice as a signal for help. And none is coming. Hey, that's the sub- part of all. S- subscribers. Um uh, because we love you so much, um, if we get some cool spooky merchant, we'll send you some. Yeah. Yes. Um, we'll se- we'll either send it to you, or if you are close to us and we know who you are, we will hand deliver it. That too. Yes. Just because, let us know what you want. Because stamps ain't free, baby. They're not? Well, they are when your mom buys them. Oh, okay. Whew, I was a little concerned there. Oh, I mean, I, anything's free if you uh, use the five-finger discount and mm-hmm. also run fast enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. Ba- or the Bank of MOM, like Corey said. Uh, yeah. Bank of MOM. Great. Great interest rates. Yes, yeah. it is. <laughs> Save your butt. <laughs> okay, my friends. Today, I have... I was trying to avoid doing creepypasta, but, like, there, creepypasta exists for a reason. Creepypasta? Do you know what creepypasta is? I can't say I do. They're like uh, a, I feel like I've I feel like I've heard of it, but I can't explain it. I don't know like enough a, about it to explain. Yeah, it. it's like a um, community-run internet phenomenon of uh, scary stories or do, not scary do, stories. Do, it just do, depends. Phenomena. Yeah. Do, 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 do. So, <clears throat> my friends, I have a story for you called the Smiling Man. <gasps> I know the Smiling. Do you? Yeah. Do you really? I do. It's a good story. You should read it. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm gonna. You yeah. think I guess uh, not everyone does. Andres, you might know the Smiling Man, too. I might have shown you the video they made out of uh, it. Uh, maybe. Well. If it's, the, if it's the one I'm thinking of, but, uh, let you know, let, let, let's read it. Well, but, yeah, it's happening, so. Buckle in, folks, because this story is going to take an hour and a half. About five years ago, I lived actually, downtown. Wait, 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 wait. Before anyone turns this off, it's not actually an hour and a half. No, it's probably going to be like 10 minutes. <laughs> About five years ago, I lived downtown in a major city in the U.S. I've always been a night person, so I'd often find myself bored after my roommate, who is decidedly not a night person, went to sleep. Past the time, I'd go for long walks and spend the time thinking. I spent four years like that, walking alone at night, never once had a reason to feel afraid. I always used to joke with my roommate that even the drug dealers in the city were polite, but all that changed in a few minutes one evening. It was a Wednesday, somewhere between one and two in the morning, and I was walking near a police-patrolled park quite a ways from my apartment. It was a quiet night, even for a weeknight, with little traffic and almost no one on foot. The park, as it was with most nights, was completely empty. I turned down a short side street in order to loop back to my apartment. When I first noticed him, at the far end of the street, on my side, was the silhouette of a man, dancing. It was a strange dance, similar to a waltz, but he finished each box with an odd stride forward. I guess you could say he was dance-walking, headed straight for me. Deciding he was probably drunk, I stepped as close as I could to the road to give him some time and space to pass me. The closer he got, the more I realized how gracefully he was moving. He was tall and lanky, wearing an odd suit, and he danced closer still until I could make out his face. His eyes were open wide and wild, head tilted back slightly, looking off at the sky. 
His mouth was formed with a painfully wide cartoon of a smile. Between the eyes and the smile, I decided to cross the street before he danced any closer. I took my eyes off of him to cross the empty street, and I reached the other side. I glanced back to then stopped dead in my tracks. He'd stopped dancing and was standing with one foot in the street, perfectly parallel to me. He was facing me but still looking skyward, smile still wide on his lips. I was completely and utterly unnerved by this, so I started walking again, but kept my eyes on the man, and he didn't move. Once I'd put about half a block between us, I turned away from him for a moment to watch the sidewalk in front of me. The street and the sidewalk ahead of me were still completely empty, and I was still unnerved. I looked back to where he'd once been standing to find him gone, and for a moment I was relieved until I noticed him. He'd crossed the street, and was now slightly crouched down. I couldn't tell for sure due to the distance and the shadows, but I was certain he was facing me. I'd looked away from him for no more than ten seconds, so it was clear he could move fast. I was so shocked that I stood there for some time, staring at him. Then he started moving toward me. He took a giant, exaggerated tiptoe steps, as if he was a cartoon character sneaking up on someone, except he was moving very quickly. I'd like to say at this point I ran away or pulled my pepper spray or my cell phone out or just something at all, but I didn't. I just stood there, completely frozen as the smiling man crept towards me. And then he stopped again, about a car length away from me, still smiling his smile, still looking to the sky. When I finally found my voice, I blurted out the first thing that came to mind. What I meant to ask was, what do you want, in an angry commanding tone, but what came out was more of a, what, what? Regardless of whether or not humans could smell fear, they certainly can hear it, and I heard it in my own voice, and that just made me more afraid. He didn't react to it at all, he just stood there, smiling. And then, after what felt like forever, he turned around and started dance walking away, just like that. Not wanting to turn my back to him, I watched him go until he was almost far enough away to be out of sight. And then I realized something, he wasn't dancing away anymore, he wasn't moving, he wasn't nothing. I watched in horror as the distant shape grew larger and larger. He was coming back my way and running. I ran too. I ran until I was off the side road and back onto a better lit road with some traffic. Looking behind me then, he was nowhere to be found. The rest of the way home, I kept glancing over my shoulder, always expecting to see his stupid smile, but he was never there. I lived in that city for six months after that night and never went out for another walk. There was always something about his face that always haunted me. He didn't look drunk. He didn't look high. He looked just utterly insane. And that is the scariest thing to see. That's the smiling man. That was good. Do I you remember that, that short story? I do. I thought there was more to it. No, that was it. Oh. That was, uh... <laughs> do you not remember that? No. That ended, uh, with him just running. No, I didn't remember that. Oh. Well. No, you read that very well. Thank you. I, I really try. Let me see. Good job pooping. Pooping? Good job pooping. Did I poop? You pooped. Let's see if I have another one. Yeah, I think we got time. Oh, yeah. Um, Have you ever heard of The Rake? He's another creepypasta guy. Creepypasta? Uh, I don't know. Well, here's the story of The Rake, and it is told in a few nights, or a few um journal entries first one is a suicide note from 1964 as i prepare to take oh. my life oh yes restores our little rough here so trigger yeah. warning i guess um you already said it as i did um yeah as i prepare to take my life i feel it necessary to assuage any guilt or pain i've introduced through this act it is not the fault of anyone other than him 
for once I awoke and felt his presence, and once I awoke and saw his form, once again I awoke and heard his voice, and looked into his eyes. I cannot sleep without a fear of what I might next awake to experience. I cannot wake again ever. Goodbye. Found in this en- in this wooden box that the note was found in were two empty envelopes addressed to William and Rose, and one loose personal letter with no envelope. Dearest Linny, I have prayed for you. He spoke your name. Next is a journal entry from 1880, translated from Spanish. I've experienced the greatest terror. I've experienced the greatest terror. I've experienced the greatest terror. I see his eyes when I close mine. They are hollow, black. They saw me and pierced me. His wet hand. I will not sleep. His voice. Next entry is from a mariner's log, 1691. He came to me in my sleep. From the foot of my bed I felt a sensation, and he took everything. We must return to England. We cannot return here again at the request of the rake. And the final sighting of the rake is from 2006, a witness account. Three years ago, I had just returned from a trip from Niagara Falls with my family for the 4th of July. We were all very exhausted, and after a long day of driving, or sorry, we were all very exhausted after a long day of driving. So my husband and I put the kids right to bed and called it a night. About 4 a.m., I woke up thinking my husband had gotten up to use the restroom. I used that moment to steal my sheets back from him, only to wake him in the process. I apologized to him and told him I thought he got out of bed. When he turned to face me, he gasped and pulled his feet up from the end of the bed so quickly, his knees almost knocked me out of my side of the bed. He then grabbed me and said nothing. After adjusting to the dark for half a second, I was able to see what caused the strange reaction. At the foot of the bed, sitting and facing away from us, there was what appeared to be a naked man or a large hairless dog of some sort. Its body position was disturbing and unnatural, as if it's been hit by a car or something. For some reason, I wasn't instantly frightened by it, but more concerned as to its condition. At this point, I was somewhat under the assumption that we were supposed to help him. My husband was peering over his arm and knee, tucked into a fetal position, occasionally glancing at me before returning to the creature. In a flurry of motion, the creature scrambled around the side of the bed and then crawled quickly in a flailing sort of motion right along until he was less than a foot away from my husband's face. The creature was probably silent for about 30 seconds or closer to five, it feels like forever. Just looking at my husband, the creature then placed his hand on its knee and ran into the hallway, leading to the kid's room. I screamed and ran for the light switch, planning to stop him before he could hurt my children. When I got to the hallway, the light from the bedroom was enough to see it crouching and hunched over about 20 feet away. He turned around and looked directly at me, covered in blood. I flipped the light switch on the wall and saw my daughter Clara. The creature ran down the stairs while my husband and I rushed to help our daughter. She was badly injured and only spoke once. He is the rake. My husband drove his car into a lake that night while rushing our daughter to the hospital. He did not survive. Being a small town, news got around pretty quickly. The police were helpful at first, and the local newspaper took a bit of interest in it as well. However, the story was never published, and the local television news never followed up either. For several months, my son Justin and I stayed in a hotel near my parents' house. After we decided to return home, I began looking for answers myself. I eventually located a man in the next town over who had a similar story. We got in contact and began talking about our experiences. He knew of other people in New York who had seen the creature we now refer to as the rake. It took the four of us about two solid years of hunting on the internet and writing letters to come up with a small collection of what we believe to be accounts of the rake. None of them gave any details, history, nor follow-up. One journal had an entry involving the creature in its first three pages and then never mentioned it again. Ship's log explained nothing of the encounter, only saying they were told to leave by the rake. That was the last entry in the log. There were, however, many many instances where the creature's visit was part of a series of visits with the same person. Multiple people have also mentioned being spoken to, my daughter included. 
This led us to wonder if the rake had visited any of us before our last encounter. I set up a digital recorder near my bed and left it running all night, every night, for two weeks. I would tediously scan through all the sounds of the night, me rolling in my bed each day when I woke up. By the end of the second week, I was quite used to the occasional sound of sleep while blurring through the recordings at eight times the normal speed. On the first day of the third week, I thought I heard something different. What I found was a shrill voice. It was the rake. I can't listen to it long enough to begin to describe it. I haven't let anyone else listen to it yet. All I know is that I've heard it before. And I now believe that it spoke when it was sitting in front of my husband. I don't remember hearing anything at the time, but for some reason, the voice on the recorder immediately brings me back to that moment. Thoughts that have must have gone through my daughter's head make me very upset. I've not seen the rake since he ruined my life, but I know that he's been in my room while I slept. I know in fear that one night I'll wake up to see him staring at me. Oh, he's cute. And, and that's the rake. Before. He's not cute. He's not a friend. Oh, if Sorry. not a friend, then why friend shape? <laughs> he's a little friend shape. That was a good story. That was Thank a great yes. story. That was a like OG creepypasta. More yeah. creepypasta stories included like Slenderman and the Russian Sleep Experiment. Nah, everyone's heard those. Smile Dog, Jeff the Killer. Okay. The Rake. The Rake. The weird name. I, I don't know. He came up with it. Yeah. I don't know what you want from him. Blood. He wants blood. Like, imagine imagine you try to scare people and you're like, I'm the and Vonken. Everyone just makes fun of you for it. You'd probably be upset about it. Don't, I'm, don't, the, don't I'm the garden hoe. <gasps> I'm the mug mugger. <laughs> be nice. Oh, I should have told I that story. Hmm. Go ahead, Corey. Do you have a scary story to tell us? No. I already told, no. The, I already told the mug mugger story on here. Mm. I'm the mug mugger. <laughs> For those that don't know the mug, oh, only the subscribers. No, only the subscribers are going to hear this, so they've heard this before. Uh, maybe, who knows? All right, so for for those of you that haven't heard the mug mugger, tell I was, it. Don't tell it like it's a scary story, though. Re rework the mug mugger to scare us. How about that? On the fly. Oh, challenge! So mm-hmm. it was a chilly night. There we go. A snowy night. I was fast asleep in bed with my cat on one side and loving boyfriend on the other. A breeze blew through the window, waking me. It was an abnormally cold night, even though it was snowing. I'm always hot, but for some reason, I was very cold. I could hear noises coming from downstairs. Weird. I already locked the doors. Everyone's already in bed. And the noise get louder and louder. So, I go down to investigate. As I walk down, I see a figure standing by the cupboard. And I see all of our white coffee mugs slowly being picked up out of the cabinet. I slowly walk over to the light switch and I flip it on. (gasps) Gasp! There's Christian. Standing in oversized flannel with nothing on but that, holding my mugs and going, I'm the mug mugger, and he scurries off like a crab. Never to see my mugs again. Yeah, you're welcome. Get new mugs. And that's the mug mugger story. That was a uh, dream Corey had. Yeah, it was. (laughs) Christian, you've been frozen on my screen for the last, like, I don't know, minute and a half. Yeah, yeah, it it froze up over here, too, for a second. That's weird. Yeah. I can see Andres. 
Oh, uh, yeah, I can see you, Corey. Man, that Christian's just sitting there like this. Yeah, really, really focusing really focusing on uh, something on his computer. Yeah, your recording didn't stop, did it? Christian? I can't tell. Oh, is he checking? I, everyone is gone. I turned off Christian. my camera and it completely froze up. Oh, no. Now well, we wait. he's dead. So uh, this isn't some kind. This isn't some kind of prank, is it? No, he wouldn't move by now, and the TV's Maybe not moving in the background. Back in, see what they're okay. up to. Did he? Would he freeze his screen? Can you do that? Do you think? I don't know. Not, Potentially, I don't know either. Uh, anyway, um, well, we Christian's gone, so we'll sign this one off. Um, yeah, listener or subscribers, thank you for subscribing. Your, yeah, your, yeah. Your, your thank month- you for doing this. Yeah, your monthly donation is very much appreciated. Um, and again, yeah. if we get some cool merch in, we will definitely send some your way. Um, yeah, absolutely. And oh, uh, he left. He left. He's gone. So, uh, Uh-oh. guys. Uh, oh, he's back. I said his name too many times. He's coming. <laughs> Good. Get rid of oh, him. Well, what'd you do that for? It's the rake. It's the rake. Oh, my it's God. The rake. It's Don't the rake. put a leash on that thing and tie him to the bedpost. What do you want? Stop saying his name. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Because. Oh, didn't say it. Sorry, Beetlejuice. (laughs) Finally, he's dead. He let me go. It turns out um, he didn't want me. You just give him the gluck gluck. He gave the rake the gluck gluck 9000. Mm-hmm. Nice. Have you seen the video of that guy who's doing like the NPC and he's like entering Glizzy Overdrive? <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I fucking hate. Those. I don't get the NPC trend. It's weird. Me either. Anyway, I was saying my goodbyes yeah. to the subscribers. Oh, okay. Well, now that I'm back, I'll say goodbye also. So say goodbye, yeah. friends. Yeah. I hope these stories spooked you a little bit more than the last yeah. ones. Yeah. These were special. You got a new rendition of the Mug Mugger. You did. Yeah. I like the Mug Mugger. Me too. It's a good one. We might have to do some merch for the Mug Mugger. Ah, uh, we definitely mm-hmm. should. Yeah, he's he's existed in our lore for a minute. Yeah, yes, I think it should has. just be Christian like this, holding holding mugs. Mm-hmm. Walking. But away. I want a caricature. Do that. I want a caricature of me. Yeah, walking away like a crab. So I think we can do it. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for I subscribing. Think we, I think we, we could. We love you. Um, we'll see you next time. Well, we'll see you on Sunday yeah. for for a regular spooky episode. Um. Yeah. But yeah, season premiere of season five. Oh spooky yeah, trivia. spooky trivia. Yeah, very exciting stuff. So we love it. Thanks for listening. Very. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for subscribing. We'll catch love you. Love you all. Love you all. We'll catch you on the next one. Mm-hmm. So uh, we got Andres. Uh, say those. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you you, you, sure. you got to get on the ball here, bud. <laughs> uh, hey, it's difficult. It's difficult to stay on the ball when we're remote. Corey, tell me the words I want to hear. Roll the spooky outro. It's spooky trivia, where the questions are scary and the hosts are undead. It's spooky trivia, teaching you about the monsters underneath your bed. You can learn some things in the dead of night, like how you can prevent a vampire bite. Hang with Corey, Andres, and Christian too. Rotting away like zombies do. Turning off your light is the only criteria. Come on, it's spooky trivia. Ah!